It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube. Our third week on YouTube and gotten a lot of good feedback so far. Thanks to all the folks that have moved over from our podcasting platforms and started watching the show on YouTube. If you're still listening on the podcasting platforms, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. But don't get crazy. Make sure to do that every single Friday. I told y'all that we'd be talking to Ellis Williams of the Charlotte Observer today. We're not doing that. We'll do that tomorrow on Thursday, which is actually good because Tuesday in the NFL was nuts, and we got to break it down as two pipe dream quarterbacks for the Carolina Panthers potentially in 2022. Both went off the board on Tuesday afternoon. The first one, Aaron Rodgers, who had told Pat McAfee as he's gone on a Pat McAfee show Multiple times over the last couple months where he had the the COVID misinformation issue and then he came back, talked about how his feelings were hurt about the cancellation when he wasn't even canceled and all that kind of stuff and then talked about a couple weeks ago, I haven't made a decision. I just had a nine-day cleanse. Go read up on the cleanse, by the way. Yikes. And that he was going to come to a decision by the Tuesday deadline when the NFL franchises had to either franchise tag a player or decide not to, which is very important for Green Bay because they needed to know whether they needed to franchise tag Devontae Adams or not or let him be free to go play elsewhere had Aaron Rodgers decided to leave Green Bay. Well, Aaron Rodgers has decided to stay in Green Bay after all of the unnecessary drama and stealing the headlines and the constant talk and speculation of where Aaron Rodgers was going to play back in 2021, starting on draft night, by the way, where he hijacked the NFL's biggest day, arguably biggest day of the calendar year outside of the Super Bowl, of course. And then up until today or on Tuesday, all we did was talk about where was Aaron Rodgers going to play? Would it be in Denver? Would it be in Green Bay? Would he retire? Tampa? Who knows? 
Well, the obvious choice was always the Green Bay Packers. And that's where Aaron Rodgers is going to play once again in 2022. As he told his friend Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee breaking the news, which is so cool to see the former Colts punter who started working at Barstool, quit that, did his own deal, got the bag from DraftKings a couple months ago. Now he is the unofficial Aaron Rodgers insider. And he was told by Aaron that he will be returning in 2022 to play for the Green Bay Packers, officially crossing him off the Carolina Panthers list of quarterbacks in 2022. We always knew it wasn't going to happen. Aaron Rodgers, come on. He says that he wants to go somewhere to win. And you look at Carolina, and you look at the lack of offensive line options and the really lack of great receiving options, the talks that maybe they'll offload Christian McCaffrey, the holes they need to fill defensively, and the free agents that they have leaving defensively potentially. It didn't make a lot of sense that Aaron Rodgers would ever want to come here to Carolina. And honestly, when I looked at it, it didn't make a lot of sense why he would leave Green Bay. He's been there for 17 years, back-to-back MVPs. I understand he was upset about the Packers drafting Jordan Love, trading up in the first round to bring Jordan Love to Green Bay, and that they were ready to replace him. And how did he respond? By winning the MVP the following season. Then icing out the Green Bay brass and basically saying, you know what, I'm upset. I don't know if I want to play here anymore. I might just retire. Doing that whole thing the entire summer then showing up to green bay of course to play for the packers then winning the mvp again and deciding at least this time relationships are better i'm not going to drag this thing out okay i'm coming back to green bay the only other options he had were retirement which i'll tell you if you want a super bowl mvp yeah he's mvp of the super bowl you won multiple mvps you won a super bowl you got plenty of money why the hell are you still playing football at this age But hey, he just got out of his relationship with Shailene Woodley, whatever the hell's going on there, because apparently they were actually hanging out recently. I don't know. This isn't TMZ. I don't really care. But Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. The other option was the Denver Broncos. Rodgers is not going there. But you know who is going to Denver? Russell Wilson. The other pipe dream for the Carolina Panthers. Rodgers didn't make sense he'd ever come here. Yeah, James Campen, who he likes, the former offensive line coach in Green Bay for 15 years. That was not enough to attract him. And you know Ben McAdoo wasn't either. And unfortunately for the Carolina Panthers, who didn't seem to really be in on this deal, it wasn't enough to attract Russell Wilson, who decides that he's going to take his talents to Denver. And the compensation for Russell Wilson in Denver is nuts. Two first-rounders, two second-rounders, a fifth-round pick, Drew Locke, <laughs> a poor Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fan all leaving Denver while Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick goes to the Broncos, and the Broncos have found their quarterback. Congratulations to Javante Williams, to K.J. Hamler, to Cortland Sutton, to Tim Patrick, to Jerry Judy, who was despondent earlier on Tuesday when he found out that Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to come, and to all the Bronco fans who had to sit there and watch Paxton Lynch, Drew Locke, Teddy, Two Gloves, Bridgewater, and the failure constantly to find a quarterback, well, the Broncos have their guy. Reports um, out there were that the Washington Commanders, keep wanting to say football team, the Commanders were interested in, in Russell Wilson, but Russ said, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go to an organization that has had proven winners like Elway, like Manning, and that wins Super Bowls and is always trying to win. Must be nice to be a fan of an organization like that it also spells out that as hard as you may try to be an attractive place 
these players have a choice and they don't always have to go to your team. And that's what Aaron Rodgers decided by staying in Green Bay. And that's what Russell Wilson decided when it became time for him to leave Seattle. Apparently, John Snyder, the general manager in Seattle, was pretty much ready to move on from Russell last year. Pete Carroll, who's 70, was like, nah, I'm too damn old for all that stress of not having a franchise quarterback. We're going to try and make things work out here by bringing in OC Shane Waldron. Didn't work out as Russ got injured and he decided, yeah, I got to get out of here. And apparently Seattle also wanted to get him out of the NFC, which means the AFC West in the AFC as a whole is a bloodbath. Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the AFC West, and he's not bad. He's actually due for an extension now that Josh McDaniels is the head coach there in Las Vegas. You got Patrick Mahomes, you got Justin Herbert, and now you have Russell Wilson. Not to forget that you also have Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, and you have Josh Allen in Buffalo. Good luck winning in the AFC. And if you have a young quarterback that you just drafted, looking at you, Jacksonville, looking at you, Jets, you better hope those guys are actually ballers because they're not. You are screwed. So are the Carolina Panthers screwed moving forward? Because I know y'all are wondering, hey, what about Jordan Love? Should he come here? We'll take a look at the potential options now available for the Panthers as they, Pittsburgh, Washington, and other teams out there in the division like Tampa and New Orleans are real desperate for quarterbacks when the two top ones just went off the board. And Deshaun Watson, could that ever happen? We'll get into that here on Locked on Panthers. March has always been my favorite month. You got my birthday. You had spring break back when you were in college. You have St. Patty's Day. And of course, you have March Madness, the NCAA tournament. I love it. And I cannot wait as conference tournaments are getting underway this week. But it's also the time of the year where most of us, including me, have given up on all of our New Year's resolutions. But we're not going to do that this year. We're going to stick to our resolution of eating right. And thanks to Built Bar, it's almost like it's not really a resolution because we actually enjoy eating them. And have y'all tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, as I just said, that includes Puffs, 100% real chocolate on every single Built Bar. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting and they're better for you. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so let's go ahead. Cross off Aaron Rodgers and cross off Russell Wilson from the Carolina Panthers wish list. The pipe dream wish list, albeit, but a wish list that the Carolina Panthers and their fans had. 
yeah, it would have been great to have Russell Wilson here. The connection to Scott Fitter, who spent 20 years with the Seattle Seahawks organization, having played at NC State, even though every time he goes on TV on NBC on Sunday Night Football, it's a whole pack of badgers. The corniest crap that you'll ever hear. He's a cornball, but he's a great quarterback. And I would have loved to have him here in Charlotte, him and his lovely, beautiful wife, Sierra. But that's not going to happen. They're taking her talents to Denver. Apparently, according to reports, that Russell wanted to stay out west. And he got his wish now to the AFC West. And good luck. And I, when thinking about Aaron Rodgers at his age, why would a quarterback pushing on 40 want to go to the AFC West and have to deal with Mahomes and deal with Herbert and deal with Derek Carr, who's, again, not bad, but he's got to be the best, worst quarterback in a four-team division in NFL history. I didn't really think that Aaron Rodgers had the cholesterol to deal with that, but Russell Wilson still does at the age. I think he's only 33 years old. He's going to have potentially eight, 10 more years. He said he wants to play to 45. Don't get why people want to do that. Even Brady said, bump this. I'm not playing that long. Well, let's have the conversation, though, of where the Carolina Panthers go from here. And it's, I don't know, really, if this changes anything. Because if we were being honest with ourselves, and it's important to do that, especially during these trying times where our Panthers constantly just break our hearts and frustrate us. And I've lived here long enough my entire life outside of a couple of years and watched this team since they first came here and was a season ticket holder and went to all those games with my dad growing up. Like I've gotten to the point where like, they can't really disappoint me. Like, do I get upset? Yes. Cause I still care, but there's not anything that's going to surprise me when it comes to this team. Now it's not like the Falcons where they have a player in Calvin Ridley, who's a gambling on the games and getting a season long suspension. <laughs> Oh my God, it's so incredible. I can't get over how funny that is. Like, yeah, they got to suspend him because, come on, you can't have guys betting on the league. You got to have integrity. But the fact that he bet and he used the Hard Rock app, which is the sponsor for the Dolphin Stadium, and Steven Ross is accused of trying to pay Brian Flores to lose games. It's just incredible. And it happened to Atlanta. Oh, but it's not that bad here even though it feels that bad because Matt rule has not been convincing and Scott Fitterer, you want to believe in him, but it's like, dude, really Sam Darnold. Come on, man. You're smarter than that. You got to be better than that. Ben McAdoo's the freaking OC. Oh, buddy. Where do they go? I don't know. I told, I, I said on Twitter on Tuesday, don't y'all dare ask me about Jordan love. Don't you do it. If you tweet at Julian council on Twitter, what about Jordan Love? Are you DM me asking that for the Friday mailbag? You will be blocked. I don't care. Do not ask me about Jordan Love. He stinks. Did y'all not watch the game against Kansas City this season? That was the funny thing about that game was that all the TV partners, ESPN and ABC, I guess they really never, they weren't in it, but CBS and Fox and NBC all wanted that game. And I think, CBS got it or who I don't know. I don't remember who got it. And they're like, yeah, man, that Aaron Rodgers and we got Mahomes. Instead, Aaron Rodgers, COVID. <laughs> He's good now. He's good now, but still it's funny. Um, just based off of his whole approach about it, immunize, immunize, or whatever, whatever he almost occurs, whatever he said. Uh <laughs> and then Jordan Love goes out there and he was terrible. The Packers found out that day, like, oh, my God, we made a mistake. We already knew because Aaron Rodgers won the MVP, and he's looking like an MVP candidate again this year. But this kid cannot play. 
if the Packers are giving up on Jordan Love, who they drafted in the first round, traded up to go get, they're giving up on him after two seasons in one start. Why on earth would the Carolina Panthers want to trade for him? Why? Like, yeah, sure, the assets are probably a fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick. You can get him for pennies on a dollar at this point. But why? If Jordan Love really had a high-ceiling future, Aaron Rodgers would not be returning to Green Bay. The Packers would have said, thanks, Aaron, for your services, back-to-back MVPs. That was awesome. But that's back-to-back years where you couldn't get us to the Super Bowl. You lose an AMC championship game, which has become your hallmark over the last decade of your career. And you also lost to Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49ers. Nah, we're good. Because this kid, he's young. It's his time. You know how it goes here. We brought you in. You waited behind Brett Favre. And then you got your opportunity. But they don't believe that. All the word at the combine was that they don't think he's any good. So that's why Rodgers is back. Because they need him. And Rodgers wants to stay. Because it's all about the relationship. So he says. Love can't play. So no, they don't need another bad quarterback. And the other options out there, because it's not just going to be Jordan Love, because in looking at the impact of that trade for the Panthers, think about Seattle now with that capital. And I've said it, hey, Pete Carroll, you too, you too damn old. You won championships at USC. You won a Super Bowl. Should have won another one had your OC, Daryl Bevel, not been an, an idiot and just handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch, who dominated in that game. You'd have two. You would be a Hall of Fame coach. In the NFL, already a college football Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer, might still find a way to be that one day. I don't know. Don't really care either. But Seattle now has a lot of capital with those first-round picks and even the second-round picks and some of those players, they want to move them because Houston's talked about this with Deshaun Watson. And that's where the Carolina Panthers are at now at this point where I've said it to y'all. If they can't get one of these top quarterbacks, which was unlikely, now we know that it's not going to happen with Wilson or Rodgers, that they don't need to make a move unless one of them can happen. So Garoppolo, no thanks, had shoulder surgery on Tuesday. He is hoping to be back well ahead of training camp and throwing. We don't need another quarterback with a bum shoulder here in Carolina. And that's not me trashing Cam Newton. I love Cam. The man was an MVP, the best quarterback that we ever had, maybe the best player in franchise history. Y'all argue amongst yourselves on Twitter. I'm not here for that argument. All I know is that Jimmy Garoppolo has never been Cam Newton. And there's no reason to take a mid-level quarterback when you have to have a perfect team around him to win and trade for him, especially when he's coming off of an injury. Don't trade for Wentz. Let's see if Chris Mortensen was right and they get rid of him. Maybe sign him for pennies on a dollar and say, be camp competition. Trubisky seems to be someone off the board if they're talking about giving him an eight-figure salary in a multi-year deal. Are we out of our minds, NFL? No way we're doing that here in Carolina. Don't do that. So at this point, Seattle, to me, when it comes to Deshaun Watson, he becomes available, would feel like the favorite. I know Rappaport was on the Rich Eisen show the other day talking about how Tampa would be a team that might be interested. Rick Stroud, who covers the Bucs, one who was annually or not annually regularly on these big time national shows said the opposite. The Glazer family does not want those issues. They're not interested. So 
I don't think he's going to go there. But Seattle now has the ammunition. And that's the thing that's frustrating about Carolina. When you give up a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick and a sixth-round pick for that bum Sam Darnold. And when you give up a third-round pick for C.J. Henderson, who does not look like even a number-two corner, then you put yourself in a situation where, man, we don't really have a lot of ammunition to go trade. Now, you have Christian McCaffrey if you want to get rid of him and a team wants to take on that contract. And I've seen there's talks from the combine. The only player that they're not willing to part ways with is Brian Burns, which makes a lot of sense. Why the hell would you trade an edge rusher, especially someone coming off of a Pro Bowl year and also is on this rookie contract? And very shortly, I don't know what the weight is. They should go ahead. We got the salary cap. Give him $16 million that he's going to be owed in 2023 when they pick up his fifth-year option. They need to go ahead and do that. That's fifth-year option that you should actually pick up. But for me right now, when you look at the Carolina Panthers options, there's two. It's you wait out Deshaun Watson, see if he's available, and you give up whatever it takes to bring him here to Charlotte. That is if things get worked out. And option number two is Sam freaking Darnold. I don't want to hear it about Kenny Pickett. I don't, I've seen too much. I'm not interested. Malik Willis, he's a one-year project. I don't see how that benefits this coaching staff. I get Matt Rule said I'm going to do what's best for the Carolina Panthers moving forward, not just for myself. We don't even know if Willis will work out. It's a crapshoot anyways. Zach Wilson, people thought he was going to be great, was the worst of the rookie quarterbacks last year. Justin Fields wasn't very convincing. I think he'll have an opportunity now with Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze, who was one of Aaron Rodgers' guys last year in Green Bay, to be better, but they got to get weapons around him. Davis Mills looked fine. No one expected that. No one expected it. And Lawrence, up and down year. Lance wasn't even ready. They let Garoppolo play. Mac Jones was in it. It was in New England. So it worked out really well. I just, everyone said that everyone who knows it better than me has said this is not the draft to want a quarterback. And this obviously is also not the free agency to want a quarterback. So if you cannot trade for Deshaun Watson, if he gets cleared, do not do anything. Sign Wentz maybe if he's released for $3 million to compete with Sam Darnold or sign someone else like that. But at this point, it's either get Watson or suck with Darnold. There's no reason to give assets for a middle quarterback, a middling quarterback who's going to take you nowhere and just put you in a situation where you're right there on the treadmill of suck. Let's not do that. I'm over it. So these are my two options. Now moving forward. Watson, if he's available and cleared or suck with Darnold with maybe a competition, if you can get somebody for the right price at this point, it's the best thing to do. Bite the bullet. It's going to stink. But hell, we've sat through two and 14. We sat through one and 15. We saw Cam Newton's shoulder fall apart through the, the back half of the 2018 season. We've been through it. We can handle it. So toughen up, callous that old heart, and keep pounding because we might have to stink. Buddy, not great options. And just a total organizational failure that the Carolina Panthers in 2020, <laughs> when they hired Matt Rule before the pandemic, that in the past two off seasons, they've been unable to find a quarterback. Matt Ryan doesn't have a receiver anymore. Yeah, he's got Russell Gage. I don't know what the hell Cordero Patterson's deal is. Maybe he's, I don't know, doesn't matter. And you got Kyle Pitts. New Orleans, they're looking for a quarterback. Now the talks are 
Teddy Bridgewater could be going back there or they'll bring back Jameis Winston. Would love to watch a Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston quarterback competition down in New Orleans. Bruce Arians, he might be cool with just rolling with Blaine Gabbard. <laughs> the NFC South is going to suck. And the Carolina Panthers should have been in position to have a quarterback and to be ready to take over the division like we had a couple years ago when we became the first team to win back-to-back years and the first team to win three years in a row. Instead, Matt Rule bumbled around, brought in Bridgewater, bailed on the plan because Tepper is impatient, brought in the worst quarterback in the National Football League and tried to sell the fan base on Sam Darnold. Wasn't terrible. It was actually Adam Gase's fault. Well, surprise, surprise, Sam Darnold is terrible, and it wasn't just Adam Gase's fault. And your coaching staff wasn't good enough. And here we are. Year three. Ian Thomas, Frankie Louvu, J.J. Jansen. So far, the key free agent signings that the Carolina Panthers head into the free agency period next week. Keep pounding beers. Hassan Reddick. Will he be coming back to Carolina? They didn't franchise tag him, which not really a surprise. It's seeming... Less likely that's going to happen. And he kind of hinted at it on Twitter on Tuesday. We'll get into that here on Lockdown Panthers. Hi, I'm Jake from Lockdown. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Okay, so Tuesday was the deadline for teams in the National Football League to place or slap the franchise tag on players. Some guys who had it placed on them were guys like Jesse Bates and um, guys like maybe Cam Robinson, which was actually a surprise. And let's go ahead and take him off the uh, left tackle board. Get him over here because he's no longer coming to Carolina, which might be a good thing because I don't know how much Jacksonville values him. Now it's a new franchise, not a new franchise, but a new regime with Doug Peterson for whatever reason. Uh, Trent Balky is still employed there in Jacksonville. But you had teams like that who placed franchise tag. You also had Devontae Adams, who had it slapped on him. Seems like they'll actually have an opportunity to re-sign him. And there were surprises with teams that did not place a franchise tag on a player with Harold Landry, Harold Landry, or Honor Landry, as Vince Young called him when he uh, named him at the draft a couple years ago. Uh, Harold Landry, who led the Titans with 12 sacks this past year, he is now a free agent. We'll see if John Robinson and the Titans brass get a deal done. Another player, and it's not surprising, but no one here in Carolina was franchise tagged, and I was asked about Hassan Reddick, the $18.5 million. Can't do that. Uh, same thing with Dante Jackson and Spawn Gilmore, $17.5 million. Neither one of those guys is worth it, so did not do it. The Carolina Panthers have not done it. Cameron Wolf, 
who is now of NFL Network, used to cover the Titans and Dolphins back when he was working at ESPN. He reported on NFL Network on Monday that the Carolina Panthers and Hassan Reddick do not seem to be very close at all in their negotiations. That's not a surprise if you go back to a week ago when Scott Fitterer spoke to the media at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis saying that they were going to allow <laughs> allow Hassan Reddick the opportunity to see what his market was in free agency. We'll see how it plays out. There's obviously, um, not obviously, but there's, Always a scenario out there. This always there's a scenario out there. I need to stop saying these words. There's a scenario out there where Hassan Reddick could not find the market that he wants and end up right back here in Carolina with the bargain. But he's a pass rusher, and those guys get paid, and they're not easy to find. Someone like Harold Landry now being out there in the market will potentially make things tougher for Reddick to find a home, but not really. He'll probably get the money that he wants, but if he doesn't. Maybe he ends up back here in Carolina. Either way, ESPN has also reported that he's looking for something in the $17 million range. The Panthers like what the Packers allegedly did. And Aaron Rodgers came out and said that the numbers that Ian Rappaport put out there, four years, $200 million, $153 million, fully guaranteed, were uh, a lie or false. Because Pat McAfee even said it on the show that, hey, like the numbers are staying out there. Eh, he hasn't told me that yet. Rodgers hasn't signed anything, but he is going back to Green Bay. You know, We'll see how that all plays out with Reddick and his contract figures and what he's looking for. He might get it. He might not. And the thing is, what I was trying, what I was, I've lost my train of thought, but with the Rodgers thing with Green Bay, they can save cap money by paying Rodgers a ton of money this year. And the same thing with the Panthers, they could save cap money by giving Reddick a huge signing bonus if they indeed are able to meet him where he wants to be met. Well, right now, that does not be, appear to be the case, which led me to tweet out on Monday that it's become clear over the past week that Hassan Reddick won't be back in Carolina. He missed out on the bag last season, signed a prove-it deal, and backed up his play. He deserves whatever is coming his way. I see on Tuesday morning, Hassan Reddick has liked that tweet, and it was him. I, I screenshotted If you guys follow me on Twitter again, at Julian Council, you see it there on the screen if you're watching the show here on YouTube. And I saw the verified check and I was like okay that is Hassan Reddick and I tweeted out the whole eyes emoji and screenshot of the tweet and hey you know what that pretty much tells you right there that Hassan Reddick is not coming back to Carolina which I've been telling you for a while now was very unlikely just with the salary cap implications in fact you already have uh, Brian Burns you need to pay next season and that the man is gonna want to get paid and when you have 23 and a half sacks the past two seasons and you missed out on getting paid big time last year this is your opportunity to get that second contract that massive second contract and to provide generational wealth for your family go get the bag I'm happy for him would love it for to be Carolina still if it happens does not feel like it's going to happen you could also look at it as it, it might not be him saying like yes I'm leaving Carolina and agreeing with my tweet more so, he's probably agreeing with, like, he deserves what's coming his way. And I do I do believe that. He bet on himself. He earned it. Signed a prove-it deal. Came in every week with a great attitude. Showed some leadership. So I'm happy for him. But remember, as I just told y'all, the Panthers are going to exercise Brian Burns' fifth-year option, which will be $16 million guaranteed because he has, he's a one-time Pro Bowler, so he reached that benchmark, which allows him to get the $16 million, which is great for him. And you'll re-sign him. Hopefully, ideally, next offseason, so you're not getting to the 2024 offseason with him as a pending free agent and potentially having to place a franchise tag on him or have to deal with him potentially hitting the market. That cannot happen. 
They need to take care of DJ Moore this offseason, and they need to take care of Brian Burns next offseason. Scott Federer says that they have a plan, and I've wondered how not having a franchise quarterback is potentially impacting that plan. We'll see how it plays out. But as far as Hassan Reddick, I hope you enjoyed watching him play last year in a Carolina Panthers uniform because that's probably the last time you'll ever see him play here in a Carolina Panthers uniform. I'm really grateful for his time. I really enjoyed watching him play. I really enjoyed his attitude, his leadership. He's a nice, he's a fun guy, and I would love to have him back here. He seemed to have a great rapport in terms of just his friendship with um, Brian Burns, but it's a business. And Hassan Reddick is going to get his money. So good for him. And unfortunate for the Carolina Panthers. And it now leads you to wonder, who boy, are they going to be able to bring back Dante or Stefan? Like, Stefan's gone. I-, I feel that way. He's going to live here in Charlotte no matter what. Same thing I said about Taylor Moten. Okay, if they didn't get a deal with them, Taylor Moten, he's going to live in Charlotte. He built his forever home here or whatever. It might not be his forever home, but he built a home here. His family lived down here. He has, family, he has uh, relatives in the area. It's because his parents, I think, moved down there because they have people, friends, like fans and family who live in uh, Gastonia or whatever. He was always going to come back here eventually to live here and be a part of our community. Did not mean he was always going to play here. Fortunately, they re-signed him, and he's here to stay for the next four seasons as long as everything works out perfectly. Again, it's a business. Hassan Reddick, not going to be here. Stephon Gilmore has his home here. He's from here. Rock Hill area. He's going to want to stay here. But it might not be as a Carolina Panther. Dante Jackson, though, that's the one to look out for. And that's the one where I might actually have somewhat of an emotional reaction if he's no longer here in Carolina. I've never been the biggest Dante fan, but he was the player I told y'all that I thought would be the breakout performer for the Carolina Panthers. He seems to fit the scheme well. He seems to be someone that they prioritize here in Carolina with Matt Rule going back to the draft night when they picked J.C. Horn 8 overall saying they wanted someone who could start opposite of Dante Jackson. They like Dante. And I think Dante likes being here. But again, it's a business. And Dante Jackson needs to go to get his. If he can get it here in Carolina, I would love it. If he doesn't, that one will be a tough pill to swallow. Not the toughest pill. Josh Dorman was, although that might have worked out for the best if you ignore the 300-yard day Julio Jones had on this team. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Rough day there in Atlanta that week. All right, moving on. Let's get out of that. That's going to wrap it up here on this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network with yours truly, Julian Council. Remember, tomorrow going to be talking to Ellis Williams of the Charlotte Observer was up in Indianapolis to get his thoughts on the McCaffrey potential trade on what's going on with the quarterbacks here with the Carolina Panthers now that Wilson and Rodgers are off the board. But in the meantime... Make sure to subscribe to the show over on YouTube if you're not already doing that. If you are, make sure to tell your friends. Tell them to come over watch the show, please. Thank you to all the people who have supported it so far. And thank you to everyone who supports the show by listening on your favorite podcast platform. Again, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us over on Spotify or wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Lockdown Podcast. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council or every single Friday answer your weekly Friday mailbag question. So either at me or DM me to participate. And if you just want to follow me on Twitter, hear things that I'm saying, all the insane things that I tweet. I don't tweet insane things, but whatever I tweet out, please go ahead and do that. But in the meantime, God, the we- why do I keep doing this? Another weather report. <laughs> the weather's gone bad again. It's cold. And I hate that. Um, 
but keep pounding stay safe be happy wholesome all that kind of stuff and i will see y'all talk to y'all on thursday If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.